Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commitment to Growth podcast. This is your host, Mariana speaking, and thank you for tuning in today to listen to an episode of the show. Happy New Year, everyone. What the heck? Another year. If you're new, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back. I hope that 2023 is off to the right start for you. If you, I guess, celebrate American New Year, (laughs) I hope if you do that it is off to the right start for you, that you are setting off on the right foot, that you've got your goals, that you're inspired, that you're motivated, that you're getting after it. And if that's not the mentality that you're walking into this new year with, that is totally okay. I hope that either way, life is being kind to you, that you are approaching life at your own pace that you need at whatever time it is for you, and that you are inspired and encouraged to go after the things that inspire you and light up your soul. I am so excited to be here with you today, as always, but I love this time of year. I know many people don't because it can be really intimidating, but I just came back from the holidays. I had a really restful holiday. I got to see all of my immediate family. I read a lot of books. Um, I saw some friends and just got to have some really intimate moments with my family that I am so, so grateful for. And I feel like I kind of went monk mode, you know, like I just kind of hibernated and was very much my introverted self. And that was because I wanted to dedicate a lot of time this holiday to carving out what I envision for 2023 because I am so excited for this year and I have so many plans and I have so many systems in place right now that I cannot wait to start implementing now that I'm going back to school to just get the ball rolling on passion projects and really exciting things that I want to do with my life. I'm freaking finishing my university degree in April, which is just insane to think about. And after that, I will be taking some time off from school, hopefully working, travel, and just get back to, I guess not even get back for the first time in my life, just, I guess, dabble in working and having the rest of my time to just try hobbies and try new things and go out and see the world. So I am just ecstatic. And obviously this platform is at the forefront of those priorities. And I cannot wait to just bring to this table what I have envisioned for this year. I feel like 2022 was such a wonderful year of growth and good memories with people I love, but it was also a very hard year. And I know that time is a construct and I know that technically you can walk into any day with a fresh start mindset, but I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't excited or wasn't really treating, had not been treating the last couple of days like a totally blank canvas because I really am just excited to turn the page on 2022, but carry with me and honor all of the things that it taught me into having a new approach to 2023. And I'm so excited. And of course, with personal growth comes reflection. To grow, you have to look back on who the past made you, what the past tested you on, and what the past required of you to become the person that you are in your present moment. And I love the new year for this reason because I love looking back on what the last year was and really reflecting on, you know, what were some of the the most prominent themes and what were some of the most prominent challenges that I overcame this year and what did I learn? What patterns did I observe that I 
you know, recreated many, many times before finally learning from them? And how am I taking everything I learned and saw this past year into this new year? And that is what today's episode is about. I spent some time journaling recently on 2022, just bidding it farewell, thanking it for everything it showed me and, you know, waving it goodbye for all the things that I did not enjoy so much, but nonetheless grew from, I'm just saying. (laughs) And I, from this journal entry, I have compiled five of the biggest lessons that this year taught me. Uh, These were very hard-hitting lessons. They were lessons that I learned as a result of just finding myself in these loops of mindsets that I felt like I was stuck in for some time or not really evolving from or I guess feeling like I was stuck in this negative place and then it wasn't until I zoomed out and you know got a bird's eye view of my situation was like oh like these are the patterns I keep repeating this is how maybe I need to change my perspective and when I did with these core lessons that I'm going to share with you today I just feel like the rest of the year and towards the end was so good and so full of joy and so full of love so I'm so excited to share them with you today and with that being said let's get right into today's episode Before we do so, I do want to take a second to acknowledge that this episode is being recorded on the land of the Wasanich peoples, particularly the Sartlip, Seau, Saikam, Malahat, and Pakuchin nations, and I acknowledge that I speak on this land as an uninvited settler, and I recognize that I privilege as an uninvited settler from the colonialism that took upon this land and took upon the people of this land, and this year I am really keen on using my privilege to continue to amplify the voices of people who have been silenced by colonialism. And I look forward to engaging with communities in a different light and more so this year using my humility and my presence to show up where it is most needed in silence, Um, to listen, to grow, and to then carry out what I learned from those communities to the external world where the ways that they need to be helped, I can share with other people. So with that being said, that was today's land acknowledgement, everybody. And here is today's episode. So lesson number one that 2022 gifted me is creating the life you want from scratch means choosing change and above familiarity over and over again. So... I found this particularly tricky this year because, of course, with change comes the understanding that we are training our brains to adapt to a new normality, right? And the thing about our brains is that it they hate change. We, through our childhood, through observing certain relationship dynamics between our parents, our parents' friends, our own friendships, our siblings by watching certain methods of communication, by watching certain forms of people react to things, by watching just people's way of walking through life, we often internalize those ways of being and thus repeat them. And once they become habitual to us, we have created this neural wiring, this neural system of neurons that fire when we repeat these behaviors. And with change, of course, and especially 
when we are choosing to heal and to adopt new relationship dynamics, new ways of approaching life, new perspectives, new ways of thinking about ourselves is why affirmations are so important. We are tearing apart or dismantling a lot of those neural networks and that takes time. And because that takes time and energy, our brains don't like change, right? And our brains realize that this, you know, when you start firing new patterns, our brain recognizes this is new. And that is why starting new challenges, starting new goals is so difficult at first because our brains don't recognize it because these new neural networks are forming and our brains don't like that. So all that to say, I struggled with this a lot this year because I found that I made decisions to walk away from things because I believed that there was a better life for me out there. A life that I hadn't seen ever in my family. I hadn't really seen it be done among any of my friends, really. But I deeply believe that this life that I'm envisioning for myself is out there. But of course, because I've never seen it and I, you know, I'm writing in his eye as I'm creating it, there isn't exactly tangible evidence for me to confirm that this vision is coming to life this confirmation only comes through how I feel and the small changes that I see and I'll get into that in a little bit here but I think about it like walking into a cloud of fog when you are choosing to create a life for yourself that you've never seen before when you walk into a cloud of just the densest fog you could imagine of course walking forward you're not going to see anything for a while right you're walking into nothingness and at the beginning it's really tempting to turn back especially if you can just see what's behind you because it feels safer right you're like oh my gosh i can't see in front of me it makes sense to turn back right it makes sense to go back to what feels safe to what feels familiar However, I think I've come to realize that standing in this cloud of fog where you can't see anything for a little bit is actually a very sacred place to master and is probably one of the biggest indicators that you are changing your life, that you are starting to make changes that are eventually going to return the effort and the gains that you're putting into it, right? Because the fact that you can't predict what's in front of you always and the fact that you can't make up a story about what's coming next means that you're living totally differently. And if you think about it for a little bit, if you walk far enough in front of you and ahead of you, it's the growth is in choosing not to turn back especially when you can see what's behind you because you also get to a certain point where you can't see what's behind you anymore and that's kind of exciting like even if you can't see anything that's ahead of you you can't see what's behind you anymore and there's a lot of pride in recognizing that you are further from your past and you are further from what was familiar than from what is about to become your new norm. So that was one of the biggest shocks of this year was braving that discomfort of uncertainty and braving the moments where it was so tempting to go back to what was familiar and instead choosing 
or was unfamiliar and then you know in many instances was in the form that was in the form of uncertainty but something that i came have come to realize a lot and that i really leaned on for comfort and leaned on for guidance throughout this process of creating this life for myself that i gosh i've just been dreaming about for so long is that a lot of the times the progress that we seek when we make these big changes we seek externally right we if we're you know trying to envision a new career for ourselves we keep envisioning that in the form of some email of like a job offer or something if we are envisioning this ideal partner we choose evidence in the form of a person that comes into our lives or something like that right but in reality we have to remember that change starts from the inside out and when you make these big changes and when you center your growth and healing on yourself the things and the people that you want will begin coming into your life and you will know that you're making change through persistent and constant personal observation and self-inquiry you have to notice the ways that you're changing and that is evident in the ways that you start approaching relationships how you feel when you wake up in the morning how is your self-talk changing how is your language with other people changing how are your relationships changing how is the way that you view love and the importance of love or your perception of friendships romantic relationships changing right your own perceptions and your own feelings towards the world around you at any given moment is the best and most tangible sign that you are evolving and that is also your evidence to tell you if you are evolving into who you want to be and who you need to be for yourself and for you to become the person that you want to become to manifest this new life so all of that to say when you are finding yourself in these moments where you can't see behind you anymore but you also still can't see in front of you know that the fact that you can't see behind anymore means that you are closer to what's coming to what was so to repeat that lesson number one creating the life that you want from scratch means choosing change above familiarity over and over again lesson number two that 2022 gifted me this past year was it's not you versus life life is on your team I feel that when life throws challenges at us, and by the way, you can call it life, you can call it the universe, you can call it God, whatever higher power you believe in. I will refer to it as life in this episode to for more inclusive purposes, but also because I'm at a place in my life where I am undecided in what I believe in, who I believe in. So I will be calling it life for the, the purpose of today's episode. Anyways, I think that it's very easy to take on a mindset when life throws challenges at us of watch me you know why are you doing this to me watch me prove you wrong watch me beat you again watch me show you that you cannot knock me down because you know everybody throws that saying around like when life tries to knock you down do this and i think that that is really harmful because i i've come to really embrace this idea that life is our friend life is always on our side and life 
wants what's best for you and it's never knocking you down with the intention of punishing you. Life simply guides us to try to see the things that we've been blind from by challenging the parts of us that need the most growth. And that hurts because seeing those parts of us often means hitting what we perceive to be rock bottom to see the depth of the things that have hurt us the most, the depth of our most negative beliefs, the depth of our trauma in many cases. And that can feel hard. It can feel like the world is against us versus then beside us. But you would never have healed and never have grown from the things that you once used to fear the most, the things that used to overpower you so much if you hadn't gone to those depths within yourself, right? So to have this mindset of, oh, you tried to knock me down, watch me prove you wrong towards life can blind us from the opportunities and the gifts that are hidden in those hardships that it's presenting us with. So I promise you that the moment that you see life as a friend, the moment that you start engaging in conversation with life when it throws adversity at you, asking, why are, what are you trying to teach me through this experience? What are you trying to show me? What part of me are you trying to help me cultivate or heal from? Or what part of me needs to grow for me to overcome this piece of adversity that you've placed in my way here? I recently read, heard <laughs> the audiobook The Gift by Dr. Edith Eager. And she says this line in one of the final chapters talking about a time in her life where she had a why me mindset. And after overcoming a lot of the challenges and hardships that life put in her way, at the end of the book, she says, I now have this why not me mentality towards life. And that is very much the mindset that I'm walking into 2023 with. I don't know about you, but my joy and my fulfillment for overcoming challenges changed the minute that I embraced that life wants what's best for me. And in wanting what's best for me, it is teaching me how to fail. It is teaching me how to get myself up and it is teaching me how to be my own best friend through the fulfillment of looking back and knowing that I overcame things because I chose to. So once again, lesson number two, it's not you versus life. Life is on your team. Lesson number three that 2022 gifted me with this past year is it is not your responsibility to make others see the love that you want to give them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I learned this one the hard way. Who else has heard this one the hard way? Learned this one the hard way. I see you in the back there. I see you in the back there. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it is not your responsibility to make others see the love you want to give them. I have really come to believe that for many of us, love is something that we have to learn to open ourselves up to receiving. 
And this is especially true if we live with insecurities and self-limiting beliefs about our worth, which unfortunately is true for many of us. And it's tough being on the other side when you see someone who through their own self-limiting beliefs is struggling to let love in because if you're anything like me and you frequently take on the savior complex, then you are tempted to walk in and want to try to save them and you're tempted to go in and want to try to shake them and say, don't you see that I'm just trying to love you, that I'm just trying to show you the ways that I know how to love, but you don't see them that way. And it's so difficult because healing from those things doesn't necessarily mean that it was the wrong timing or that it's the wrong person and that that person isn't worth being in your life, whether it's a sibling or a partner or a friend that you've had a rocky relationship with. Sometimes it's just the place at where a certain person is at that they can't meet you where you want them and need them to for you. But like I said at the beginning, I also think that learning to let love in is a choice and learning to invite love in and to receive love is a conscious choice that we have to make every day if we are wanting to choose to further the death of our relationships. And because of that, it is not our responsibility to teach somebody how to do that. It is not our responsibility to dictate when that person will be ready for that. It just means it, that it just might not be time and that's painful. Ah, oh, then it sucks. <laughs> but your largest responsibility in any relationship is to love in the ways that you know how and to do so from a place of authenticity. And this includes learning how to love, care, and show up for someone in the ways that they need you to versus how you thought was best or how they you thought they needed you to. And that's tough. But at the end of the day, that process begins with your willingness and your effort to do so. And your effort itself is a presentation of love. And some people might not see your effort as love. They might think it's insufficient or they won't mirror your effort with their own attempt to be vulnerable, listen compassionately, compromise, or have difficult conversations, whatever it is that you need from them to meet you halfway. They may not see that your effort is an expression of love for many reasons, like willingness or readiness, as I said. But if your effort and your way of loving are not met with that reciprocity, that does not mean that you must change the way that you love. The way that you love is probably one of the most accurate and wholesome representations of who you are at your core. And you should never, ever strive to change that about yourself. It, But if a particular situation is causing that, it may just mean that you have to walk away temporarily or at most permanently or put in an effort up to an extent that does not compromise your own well-being by having less of a deep relationship with that person, for example. And again, this is really hard because it's not always about somebody being wrong for you or a friendship being wrong for you or that person not being somebody that vibes with you or vibes in your life, right? It's just about understanding that we can only have relationships with other people 
at a depth that is at the same depth at which they have seen themselves. And that's hard when you've done the work to see yourself. But once again, your willingness to receive love, despite the things that you may believe about yourself and your own worthiness of receiving love, is an authentic expression of your willingness to cultivate beautiful relationships and you can't be the one to walk somebody to that starting line you can only sometimes lead by example and that example won't always be mirrored but it's your responsibility to care for yourself as well so lesson number three of 2022 it is not your responsibility to make others see the love you want to give them Lesson number four of 2022 is, or was, and still is, seeing someone's humanity beneath what you think they should be is one of the hardest human skills to cultivate. Here's the thing. I have this conception that the culture that has kind of been created by dating apps like Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. By the way, full disclaimer, I don't think that there is anything wrong with using those apps. I think it's a really good way to connect with people. However, I think that the approach that a lot of those apps have kind of implicitly taught us to take towards romantic relationships, but this applies to any kind of relationship in your life, is that is this idea that we can get an accurate representation of what someone is like and what they can be from us from a very brief interaction, right? On those apps, we are used to getting a couple of pictures from a person's profile, maybe like four to six, maybe, if you're lucky. (laughs) And maybe like a 150 character bio and... It is from that and maybe one of their other social media handles like Instagram or something, if they happen to share it, that we decide, okay, this person is worth having an interaction with. This person is worth some of my time to try to get to know them. And it's so harmful because I feel like that mindset permeates into our actual physical encounters with people and it's so easy to make quick judgments about a person's character and about a person's potential that they could have in their in our life from a very brief interaction. And I also, to add to that and to kind of mount another layer onto that, I also really believe that it's hard to cultivate meaningful relationships when we walk into an interaction with a preconceived notion of what we believe a person needs to have needs to be for us to have a ideal relationship with them when I can honestly say that some of my closest and most wonderful friendships are with people who have such different interests to me and have such different ways of looking at life than I do that it's Their presence in my life is such a gift because I grow so much from our differences. Why are we so quick to judge how similar 
somebody is to us instead of being open to how different they are from us in certain situations and what those differences have to teach us about the world and life and how to approach it. So when we walk into interactions with an expectation we are emotionally projecting and this can cause us to see people as others or as this you know in certain cases like a villainized version of who they actually are and this is especially true if we've been heartbroken before if we've been betrayed by somebody in our life before it's so normal to walk into interactions with your guard up and i'm not saying that that in itself is a bad thing because I also think that it's important to recognize that we have to protect ourselves and sometimes that means not being so open right away and sometimes that means not disclosing some of our most personal information. However, it is when you lay, you overlay the essence of somebody that was once in your life that caused you pain or suffering and you overlay those experiences on top of somebody that you are just meeting that you are not only taking away from the potential that that interaction could lead to but you are also placing a burden and a weight on somebody that does not deserve to on somebody who does not deserve to carry that because that person is not responsible for the hurt that was what's caused to you by somebody else and it is also not their responsibility to heal those parts of us. And I think that's another side of it that's really important to remember too, is that it's really easy to see people that we are prospectively looking to cultivate any kind of relationship with, with this kind of Prince Charming tinted glasses of, you know, are you gonna be the one to save me? Are you, what qualities do you have that make you most apt to help me heal, to help me overcome these fears, to help me feel better about myself. I think that those are important qualities to an extent and the line is drawn when we rely on those qualities of other people to do the work that we are not taking accountability for that is ours to own. So instead of having this mentality of the Prince Charming mindset and I guess the dating app mindset, which obviously is very implicitly ingrained in many of us, myself included, um, we need to learn to come into interaction with an open mind and an open heart about what somebody has to teach you about life based on how they express their own humanity, based on how they express their own authenticity, and based on how they approach life. And I think that we, A, do ourselves so much more justice, but B, also just make the world a better place when we are less judgmental and we are more open and willing to see people's humanity underneath superficial and initial interactions because that is where the most intimate vulnerable growth lies so lesson number four of 2022 seeing someone's humanity beneath what you think they should be is one of the hardest human skills to cultivate and the fifth and arguably greatest gift that 2022 taught me this past year is that your freedom begins the moment that you release yourself from what you think the actions of others say about you oh man this was 
just one of the most exciting pieces of growth that I think I did this year. And it's just one of those things where you you finally, like you you don't feel the growth as much. And then one day you have that fleeting thought that once used to provoke a certain reaction from you and it doesn't. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've healed. No, but seriously, this is one of the hardest pills that I had to swallow and learn how to swallow this year. Because a lot of us, myself included, live with negative and limiting core beliefs about ourselves that we end up recreating in our relationships, romantic or not romantic, with friends and family. For example, if you think that your interests and priorities and your hobbies are less than those of the people around you, then you will often find yourself in situations and relationships where you end up abandoning yourself or you prioritize somebody else's priorities over your own. If you think that you are not worth fighting for, that you're worth abandoning, you may end up in a relationship where the other person does not value your time, does not show you respect, or isn't direct with you about their feelings, or once again, just doesn't make time for you in the ways that you need them to. And it's difficult because the double-edged sword, as I mentioned earlier, we can only have connection, empathy, communication with others at the level to which they are aware of themselves, which also means that this leaves a lot of room for disappointment if that person isn't either at the same level of as us, of self-awareness or self-love, self-regard, or the other way around, if we're not there yet. And this is difficult because it can make seeing each other in the ways that people need to see each other really difficult. Things like attachment wounds, gender roles, and fears around abandonment, intimacy, and confrontation, one of my biggest fears personally, can impact our perception more deeply and more subtly than we think. And this is why inner work is so important. And you, if you listen back to my episode on attachment wounds, then you heard me talk about my own healing journey through this very deep wound that I am still healing from and working through to this day, but coming up from the ashes of that this year. Inner work is so important because the more awareness that you build about your own thought schemas, the the ways in which you approach life from places of fear rather than love, the more you begin living according to your own compass rather than from a place of survival. That was one of the biggest things this year, was realizing that I, for so much of my life, have been living in certain areas of my life from a place of survival, from a place of not wanting to be alone because I feared what being alone said about me. Oh my gosh, nobody loves me. Oh my gosh, I'm worth abandoning. Oh my gosh, this. And like just tonight, y'all, I found out I'm back in my university town and I found out that my roommates won't be here until sometime this week meaning I'm home alone for the next four days and I love having roommates don't get me wrong it's so it's so wonderful because I am such a social butterfly but I came home from my coffee shop job this afternoon and made myself dinner and just sat in my living room and sang as obnoxiously loud as you're allowed to (laughs) without roommates home because you can only really practice your vocal skills when people when you know you're vocal skills that really need work when you're alone right around except other around people I don't know that's just me (laughs) but anyways it was so 
crazy and wonderful and beautiful to me that I was excited after work to just come home on a Saturday night and be excited about making just myself dinner, spending time in my own company, in my own silence, and recording this episode for you today. Something that I don't know that I knew how to do even two years ago. And it's so wonderful. And I'm having so much fun just sitting here recording this to you right now. So all of that to say, that freedom and that enjoyment only came the minute that I started realizing that people's actions, whether it's to leave my life, whether it's to think a certain way about what I do and who I am, whether it's, you know, whatever hurt I assigned their actions to inflict on me, the minute that I released myself from that, I've been so much happier. And it's important to remember that you are not your thoughts and you are not what happened to you. It is your choice to adopt a new approach to yourself and therefore a new approach to life. And like lesson number one, this will take time and it's going to be slow progress in many cases. And it's progress that you will feel at the level of comfort that you feel within yourself, at the level of the thoughts that you find yourself having in your quiet moments and in how you start noticing that you are approaching the situations that once made you shy away from them. We need to be cycle breakers, not cycle repeaters. And I promise you, the time that you put into revolutionizing how you see yourself and how you convey your worth to others will be more rewarding and safe than staying where you are. Again, even when you can't see the path forward and the path behind you is no longer visible, that means that you are closer to what's ahead of you than what was behind you. And in this case, that thing ahead of you is freedom. And it's freedom to choose. It's freedom to live your life based on your own accord, based on your own standards, based on your own judgment of what matters to you and what is a value to you and what you see as worth your time and energy. So the fifth lesson slash gift, in my opinion, that I'm bringing you today is your freedom begins the moment that you release yourself from what you think the actions of others say about you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode, everyone. It was so lovely to have you here. Thank you for getting this far. And I hope that this week's episode is sending you into your own 2023 with a little bit more insight and a little bit more encouragement and some enlightenment. (laughs) Again, thank you for being here. I am so excited for what this year has in store for us and for everything I have planned for this platform. Uh, I did do this episode in a more short form article format. So if you're interested in just having a recap of some of the things that we talked about or you just 
have some interest in something to read in your spare time, I wrote this on Medium and my own blog over on Commitment to Growth. The links to both of them will be available in the show notes. And again, if you want to tune into the podcast more often to seek to get more updates on what episodes are dropping, what I'm doing, what I've planned, follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Commitment to Growth Podcast, also in the show notes. I also have a newsletter that I send out I try to do it weekly um, with episodes that have just dropped with resources, with interviews that I've had on other people's shows and just some thoughts of the week. So if you're interested, the link to sign up to the Commitment to Growth newsletter is in the show notes as well. Everything is in the show notes. Honestly, I just got to reiterate here because you gotta. Um, What else can I tell you? The newsletter, social media, follow me on TikTok. I am on there if you want to get some more exclusive content that's a little bit more funny, a little bit more vlog style format. I think it's a little more funny. It's at Commitment to Growth on TikTok. And I think that's everything I have for you today. Thank you again for being here. I love you all from the bottom of my heart and your presence is so appreciated here. 2023 is going to be a big, big year. Keep believing it, keep manifesting it because you deserve it and you deserve the things that you want. But remember, as James Clear says, that you are the product of your efforts, not your results. So keep striving, keep grinding. I believe in you. I believe in us. And until further ado, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.